This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The moniker Fauci the Fraud is gaining strong currency. Newly unearthed emails show that Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to the president during the pandemic, knew at the outset that there was compelling evidence that the COVID-19 virus, quote, looked potentially engineered by scientists inside a laboratory and may well have escaped from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Instead of being honest, Fauci worked sedulously to cover it up and blame the deadly virus on a spontaneous transmission in the wild. He was frantic that Americans might discover the truth about a virus that ravaged the world. By concealing the incriminating evidence, Fauci was protecting himself. He was hiding his own questionable role in the funding of the dangerous experiments at the very lab where the lethal contagion may have leaked recklessly into the environment. He then compounded his malfeasance by giving false and misleading statements to Congress under questioning. Fauci is culpable not only for his deliberate deceptions, but for his suspected complicity in what may turn out to be a man-made illness that killed more than 500,000 Americans and 3.5 million people worldwide. He should be fired immediately from his lofty position, but don't stop there. A comprehensive investigation must be launched by the U.S. government into the origins of the COVID-19 virus and the extent to which Tony Fauci is implicated. If he lied in his testimony, he should be criminally charged and prosecuted. If it can be shown that he helped cause or contribute to the deadly pandemic, he should face a multitude of civil lawsuits for wrongful death. Regardless, no one should ever trust anything Fauci has to say. His track record of lies, half-truths, misrepresentations, and outright deceptions is appalling. Attorney Fox News legal analyst and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. It's designed to wear indoors, outdoors, all day long, made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family. I love mine. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code Greg, G-R-E-G-G. 
You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets, or just call 1-800-544-8939 and use promo code G-R-E-G-G. Welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. More than a year ago, I dismissed Dr. Anthony Fauci as just a clueless dolt who was addicted to his newfound prominence as a celebrity scientist and beloved by the foolish media that elevated him to saintly stature. I interviewed Fauci at the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic and quickly concluded that he had no idea what he was talking about. He struck me as a phony, a fake. Fauci promised that the virus would be no worse than the average flu. Then when the deaths started to pile up in staggering numbers, he couldn't seem to decide whether he was in favor of a mask or against them, even though a third grader would have enough sense to see that a mask might help prevent transmissions to millions of people. Later, Fauci admitted that he lied to the public about the effectiveness of masks because he wanted healthcare workers to get them first since they were in short supply. In other words, in Fauci's addled mind, it was perfectly permissible to deceive the public about a facial covering that could save millions of lives. Then Fauci lied about herd immunity explaining later that he didn't think Americans could stomach the truth of a higher number than the lowball figure he offered up. His duplicity was somehow justified, he explained, as if there's no obligation for a public health official to be honest about a fast-moving virus that was devastating the globe. At this point, I had more faith in Dr. Pepper. But it got worse. Recently, Fauci praised Chinese scientists as, quote, competent and trustworthy. Notwithstanding compelling evidence that the pandemic may well have been caused by a reckless lab leak in Wuhan as Chinese scientists attempted to modify deadly viruses to make them more virulent and infectious. Then Fauci doubled down by insisting that no U.S. taxpayer money that he sent via a third party to the Wuhan lab was never used for such dangerous gain-of-function research, despite evidence to the contrary. Either Fauci was so gullible that he believed Chinese assurances that the cash was used for more innocuous research or he intentionally lied about how the money he sent to the lab was used. Well, all of that elicited the following mind-boggling exchange at a Senate hearing on Capitol Hill. How do you know they didn't lie to you? Excuse me, sir? How do you know they didn't lie to you and use the money for gain-of-function research anyway? Well, we've seen the results of the experiments that were done and that were published and that the viruses that they um, uh, studied are on public databases now. So none of that was gain of function. So how, how do you know they didn't do the research and uh, not put it on their website? There's no way of guaranteeing that because you never know. Yeah. It's hard to determine whether Anthony Fauci is mendacious or incompetent. I'm betting he's both. 
How else do you explain the newly released emails that show how Fauci funneled money to the Wuhan lab for risky experiments on coronaviruses and then tried to bury the damning evidence of what may have caused the calamitous pandemic? For the better part of a year, anyone who dared to suggest that the deadly virus escaped from a lab in Wuhan was mocked, ridiculed, and demeaned. Fauci led the charge. At news conferences, he derided the notion as pure sophistry. He trashed anyone who disagreed. Never mind that there was absolutely no credible evidence that COVID-19 spontaneously erupted from bat soup that was cooked up with ingredients peddled at a wet market. Just the opposite. The first reported cases happened in or around the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And Fauci knew it. But instead of disclosing that critical fact, Fauci pretended that he was Dr. Doolittle who had conversed with the infected bats who promptly fessed up that they were to blame. Early on, the self-appointed Great Oracle denounced the lab leak hypothesis as, quote, extremely unlikely. Now, in the face of antithetical evidence, opinions have reversed course, which forced Fauci to reluctantly do the same. He had no choice. He recently conceded that he's not convinced that the natural origin theory, a.k.a. bat soup, is to blame. He added that a lab outbreak is a, quote, possibility that certainly exists. Fauci's flip-flop amounted to a perfectly executed reverse four-and-a-half somersault in the pike position. It's increasingly likely that Anthony Fauci denied the lab leak theory because the very experiments that he funded may have triggered the global catastrophe. If you're looking for proof, I invite you to read the comprehensive analysis by Nicholas Wade, published in the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Now, Wade is no neophyte journalist, no. He's a highly respected and experienced science writer, editor, and author who worked for many years at the New York Times, Nature, and Science. Exhaustively researched and meticulous in detail, Wade presents compelling evidence that COVID-19 may well have escaped from the Wuhan lab amid sloppy safety protocols. Equally important, Wade recounts how the hazardous gain-of-function research could have generated the lethal virus through genetic manipulation. Additional evidence suggests it was funded in part by Anthony Fauci's group at the National Institutes of Health. Fauci approved it. No wonder he was so anxious to steer the public in a diametrically different direction. Documents show that the Wuhan lab was indeed performing the risky experiments designed to genetically engineer viruses to attack human beings. Scientists there were constructing novel coronaviruses and testing their ability to infect human cells. Safety conditions inside the lab were minimal at best. So was it just a coincidence that the lethal virus first emerged right there at or near the laboratory in Wuhan 
but nowhere else in the vast geographical expanse of China. Juxtapose all of that evidence to the natural emergence theory. Where is the infected bat population? Well, it hasn't been found. No immediate host has been located. Thousands of tests failed to come up with a scintilla of evidence that a virus in nature jumped from animals to humans. It's likely that no cleavage site was discovered because it never existed to begin with. What did exist was the lab in Wuhan performing the very kind of hazardous COVID-19 research that could have precipitated the pandemic. Mysteriously, some of the scientists have vanished. Critical files, a treasure trove of relevant information, were sealed without explanation. The Chinese had a clear motive to cover it all up, but so did Anthony Fauci. New smoking gun emails obtained first by BuzzFeed via a Freedom of Information Act request show just how worried Fauci was that the money he gave to the Wuhan lab was used for the unsafe gain-of-function research. He knew how explosive that fact would be if it ever became public. So he spent the next year dousing the flames whenever they arose. He not only denied any involvement in the hazardous experiments, but he openly advocated what seems to have been a false narrative in its place. He even worked with a colleague to plant a story in a major science magazine that discredited the lab theory. Fauci actively manipulated public opinion to undermine the truth. Emails show he was warned that the virus looked like it was hatched inside the Wuhan lab and then escaped. So Fauci kicked his cover-up into overdrive by publicly debunking the idea as a lunatic conspiracy. The third party who delivered Fauci's cash to the lab sent him an email thanking him for the public misdirection. Perhaps the most compelling evidence comes from a newly disclosed U.S. intelligence assessment, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, that three researchers at the Wuhan lab became seriously ill in November of 2019 and had to be hospitalized for treatment of symptoms consistent with COVID-19. This constitutes powerful, circumstantial evidence that the epicenter of the pandemic was the laboratory itself. Scientists there were testing which viruses could evolve into deadly human contagions. They succeeded. When the outbreak occurred, the Chinese worked furiously to cover up any evidence of a potential man-made disaster. A new blockbuster study by two prominent British and Norwegian scientists claims that Wuhan researchers tried to reverse engineer versions of the virus to make it look like it evolved naturally from bats. But they left behind unique genetic fingerprints, indicating that the virus did not come from nature at all. It looked engineered, which is exactly the same information conveyed to Fauci by his associate in late January of 2020. Fauci kept it a secret and continued to debunk 
any mention of a lab leak. Now, you would think that President Joe Biden would want to get to the bottom of what caused a pandemic that killed millions of people and brought global economies to a grinding halt. But you're wrong. Since his predecessor, President Donald Trump, once argued that a leak in the Wuhan lab may have caused the pandemic, Biden reflexively rejected the idea out of hand. If Trump was in favor of something, Biden feels compelled to be against it. Stricken with Trump derangement syndrome, Biden terminated a State Department investigation that was launched by the former president's secretary of state, Mike Pompeo. Here's how he feels about it. We've had hundreds of thousands of Americans killed and countless people out of work. Lots of challenges all across the world. Millions of people dead as a result of the fact that the Wuhan virus spread from the Chinese Communist Party's cover up. And we know a lot about its origins, but we don't know the answer. And we have to make sure we get that answer. It has to be bipartisan in doing so. We have to to get that answer because if we don't, uh, that virology lab is still up and running. It's still probably conducting the same kinds of research it was conducting that may well have led to this virus escaping from that laboratory. Only the Chinese Communist Party knows the answer they deserve. The the world deserves to know the answers, and, and they have to tell us. I hope that there will be a bipartisan push to demand and hold accountable the Chinese Communist Party until it tells the world how this virus got out of Wuhan. Pompeo's probe was looking into evidence that China's military was behind the effort to invent bioweapons by engineering deadly viruses inside laboratories such as the one in Wuhan. David Asher, who led the canceled investigation, said, quote, There is probable cause for deep suspicion that the virus escaped from the Wuhan lab and the Chinese government lied about it and tried to cover it up. Pompeo readily agrees. We know that they were engaged in efforts that were connected to the People's Liberation Army inside of that laboratory. So military activity being performed alongside what they claim was just a good old civilian research. Uh, they refused to tell us what it was. They refused to describe the nature of either of those. They refused to allow access to the World Health Organization when it tried to get in there. That cover-up, that cover-up alone suggests that there's a lot more that we need to know. And this bioactivity, this biosafety work that has to go into any lab that's engaged in this kind of viral research is something I have no confidence in whatsoever. Suddenly, Joe Biden finds himself in a political pickle. A new poll by Rasmussen shows that 70% of Americans believe the virus came from a Chinese laboratory. And they're angry that Biden has been playing the stooge to China's lies. The public outcry grows more deafening by the day. So under mounting pressure, Biden finally caved in and announced that his intelligence community would conduct a 90-day examination of the COVID cause. Right. 90 days. A scant three months. Well, don't hold your breath. Biden seems wedded to his previous support of the World Health Organization known as WHO, not the band, which engaged in a charade investigation that endorsed the natural transmission theory and completely ruled out a leak from inside the Wuhan lab. In reality, WHO has proven itself to be utterly worthless and a corrupt organization dominated by the Chinese who have every reason to perpetuate their lies through a false front. Hence, Joe Biden would prefer to outsource any investigation 
to the Chinese-controlled WHO. Why just a 90-day probe, by the way, by the intelligence community? Well, because Biden doesn't want the inconvenient truth to be uncovered, nor his family's own financial connections to Beijing. After all, Biden's notorious grifter son, Hunter Biden, was in bed with the Chinese and running influence peddling cons that raked in millions of dollars by leveraging his father's fame and power. Remember how Hunter's laptop revealed that the big guy, also known as Dad, was scheduled to get a secret 10% cut of a Chinese energy deal worth some $11 billion to the Bidens. So don't expect Moneybag's papa to upset the lucrative apple cart. With the very real threat of extortion hanging over Joe's head, President Xi Jinping is his new BFF. Beijing could very easily embarrass a severely compromised Joe Biden with incriminating disclosures if he doesn't go along with their lies about the origins of COVID-19. But just to make sure that the fix is in, the ruling Chinese Communist Party is issuing threats to Biden, which tells you they have something damning to hide. Their propaganda machine is working overtime to cover up the facts. Meaningful access to the Wuhan lab? That's been largely denied. President Trump smelled the stench and withdrew from the WHO while condemning China for its blatant manipulations. But the moment Joe Biden was sworn into office, he rejoined the discredited organization, likely out of fear and intimidation. So here we are, and will likely remain nowhere closer to the truth of what happened and how it all began. Absent a whistleblower from the Wuhan lab and incriminating documents produced from the inside, it will be very difficult for the United States to find out whether Chinese scientists are to blame for unleashing a virus that eventually killed more than a half a million Americans and some 3.5 million people worldwide. Senator Tom Cotton, who sits on the Intelligence Committee, and was privy to some of the early incriminating evidence first warned in late January of 2020, more than a year ago, mind you, that the COVID-19 virus might have come from inside the Wuhan lab. Now, he's not optimistic that the definitive proof will ever be found, given China's elaborate cover-up and the complicity of the WHO, as he explained to Fox's John Roberts and Sandra Smith. What's most important here uh, is that we get to the bottom of what happened and that we hold China accountable for what happened. Now, look, uh, I'm glad that Joe Biden is finally willing to look at the evidence and just use his common sense. But what he announced yesterday is too little and too late. It's only kicking the can down the road, trying to avoid conflict and controversy with China for unleashing this plague on the world. I can bet what they're going to find in 90 days. It's exactly what they found over the last 18 months inconclusive evidence because China has been concealing the evidence and probably has destroyed a lot of it. That's why it's time to lower the boom on the Chinese Communist Party and to make them pay for what they have done to the United States and done to the world. Okay, so hearing that, it doesn't sound like you think that they'll find a smoking gun. Sandra, I don't. I mean, I don't think that China is ever going to open up the Wuhan labs to a group of American scientists or international scientists. 
even if they did, I think evidence has probably been destroyed. But again, all you have to do is use your common sense. Look at all the evidence we already have pointing to those labs and say there's a reason why China has been so secretive and so deceitful about this virus from the very beginning. They need to be held accountable for what's happened. You know, uh, when, when you look at this idea, and you, you sort of alluded to this a second ago, Senator, that the intelligence community at the direct direction of the president is going to take 90 days to look into all of this. Unless President Biden were to really lean on Xi Jinping, do you think that they'll find anything different? And even if, uh, and you, you mentioned that China's probably gotten rid of a lot of this evidence, even if President Biden leaned on China, would they be forthcoming with anything? No, John, I'm afraid they're not. And again, this is not a something new. I mean, the intelligence community has been looking for evidence of the origins of this virus for 18 months, and they haven't been able to find anything, in part because China has been concealing the evidence and has probably destroyed the evidence. That's why I say that this is too little too late for President Biden. What he wants to do is get beyond what is a bad week of news about the likely origins of this virus. He wants to kick the can down the road 90 days into the summer and then hope that this all goes away. Uh, but they're not going to, they're not going to, almost certainly going to find anything beyond what they've already found. That's why it's time to face the facts and start imposing some penalties on China. The chronic dimwits who occupy the mainstream media bear equal blame for being witting accessories to the lies and cover-ups. Like the Russia hoax that they flogged for the length of the Trump presidency, so-called journalists refused to even consider the notion that a lab leak caused the pandemic. Why? Because Trump said it might have happened that way. So the media denounced him, which meant they also had to engage in a full-throated embrace of the bat soup nonsense that was conspicuously bereft of any evidentiary support. Reporters never bothered to actually study the facts or investigate potential evidence. In other words, they failed to refuse to do their jobs. They branded the lab leak hypothesis as heresy simply because they hate Donald Trump and anyone who might agree with him. But more than that, the media was vindictive. Media outlets like CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, and The Washington Post branded reasoned analysis by others as crazy conspiracies. They stigmatized some writers and analysts as lunatics. It was the exact same modus operandi that the liberal-dominated media used when people like myself argued during the Trump presidency that there was no plausible evidence of a collusion conspiracy with Russia to steal the 2016 election. Naturally, big tech joined the despicable parade and blocked any articles or opinion columns that pointed to the lab leak theory. Anyone who offered such evidence got banned or canceled from Facebook. Their posts were expunged. Twitter also restricted content and slapped the label false information on legitimate stories. It was politically discriminatory censorship, plain and simple, and reprehensible. Good and conscientious journalists who wrote or spoke about a lab leak were exiled. The cacophony of condemnation was stunning. Off with their heads, they howled. And then a funny thing happened on the way to the gallows. 
the aforementioned intelligence information supporting a potential lab leak as the cause of the pandemic became public. Suddenly, the lamestream media was exposed as the lazy idiots that they are. They reversed course and began writing and talking about the lab leak as a credible cause of the deadly pandemic. In the process, they stumbled all over themselves to offer up vacuous excuses as to how they might have been wrong. Predictably, some of them blamed Donald Trump. It was his fault, they claimed, because his caustic and unconventional style made them unhinged. So they were innocent victims of Trump derangement syndrome, as if it's a recognized, established psychiatric condition in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Their argument was much like a guilty defendant who falsely asserts temporary insanity in a vain effort to escape responsibility. Washington Post columnist Josh Rogan deserves credit for having the courage to scold his colleagues in the media for their debilitating bias and rank ineptitude. Rogan, who was one of the few conscientious journalists who pursued the lab leak suspicions, wrote the following, quote, Most mainstream media reporters didn't ignore the lab leak theory. They actively crapped all over it for over a year while pretending to be objective out of a toxic mix of confirmation bias, source bias, their scientists' sources lied to them, groupthink, Trump derangement syndrome, and general incompetence. Also, the lab leak theory didn't change. It didn't suddenly become credible. It didn't jump from crazy to reasonable. The theory has always been the same. The people who got it wrong changed their minds. They're writing about themselves with zero self-awareness. All these reporters scrambling to defend their own records on the lab leak theory are exposing their own hypocrisy and ignoring their basic error. Just report the facts. Don't act like it's your job to tell us what's okay to think or talk about. Own up to it when you fail your readers. So that's what Josh Rogan thinks. That's what he said, and good for him. Facebook and Twitter spent a year banishing any discussion of the lab leak theory. But magically, they lifted their censorship dictate a week ago with nary an explanation. Now it's okay to talk about it. There was no mea culpa or apology from big tech. They just pretended that, you know, it never happened. It was classic cancel culture run amok. And all of this invites the question, who made Facebook and Twitter the gods of news and information? The answer is no one. They empowered themselves, and they are not remotely equipped to fact-check anything. The tragedy is that in this day and age, tens of millions of Americans rely on these platforms as their primary source of information. They are the ones who have been harmed by the censorship and disinformation. The solution is obvious. And it's a remedy I've long advocated in columns and podcasts. Facebook, Twitter, 
and other social media platforms must be strictly regulated by the federal government and individual states. They should be treated like common carriers akin to public utilities in order to stop their discriminatory censorship. And if Congress won't do it, the federal courts can. Justice Clarence Thomas recently presented a persuasive argument in favor of this. I suspect the current U.S. Supreme Court would be willing to act. The other option is to break up these tech goliaths as unlawful monopolies. Their sheer size, the tyranny they exert, and their anti-competitive practices make them monopolies under any antitrust analysis. They have emerged as instruments of suppression and coercive thought. Their staggering wealth and unbridled power have allowed them to punish their political adversaries and protect their partisan allies. They do so with impunity and with no regard for the public welfare. If Facebook and Twitter were cut down to size and prohibited from sanitizing free speech, the American public would have learned long ago about the Machiavellian machinations of Anthony Fauci. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.